Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. All right, let's get to Paul Skeens of LSU uh, because I thought what he did in the College World Series on Saturday night was just remarkable. Uh, for those of you that aren't tracking him, this is the guy we've been telling you to, to watch because there's a really good chance he's the Nats pick at number two. Uh, he went seven and two-third innings against Tennessee, one of the best teams in the country. Threw five-hit ball, allowed two runs, although no runs until his 123rd pitch of the game right at the end of his start, and then an inherited runner came around. But he struck out 12. His 122nd pitch was clocked at 101. He threw 46 pitches at 100 miles an hour or more. The Major League Baseball record for a game in one start of 100-mile-an-hour pitches. Last year, Hunter Green of the Reds set the record at 39. So Skeens blew past that by seven pitches, obviously, in college, so he doesn't get the record just yet, but indicative of the fact that if he can stay healthy, he'll break the record in the big leagues as soon as he gets there. Uh, on the season now, these numbers, Toby, are just staggering. 18 starts, 16 of them, he's gone at least six innings. He's massive, he's 6'6", he's a workhorse. He goes deep into these games. In 18 starts, 14 times, he struck out at least 10. He averages 11 strikeouts per start. And with his 12 punchies on Saturday night, he's got 200 on the season. So he's now two away from Ben McDonald's SEC record, which he will set when he pitches next for LSU as they go deeper into the College World Series, assuming nothing goes sideways here. But just absolutely staggering to watch him. My question is, I guess it's twofold. Number one, is there any chance the Nats don't take him if he's there when they pick it too because the Pirates took Dylan Cruz, presumably? 
and we we can answer that one first. And then the second question is, is there any chance the Pirates actually consider taking Paul Skeens? Let's just say LSU goes on a run and he pitches a couple more times like that. I mean, can he go first overall and just look so special and so unique that the Pirates feel like, hey, we don't get a chance to draft aces. We can't pay for guys like this in free agency. Remember, they took Garrett Cole 1-1 back in 2011. Different organization, you know, different front office, probably a different mindset on, on bat versus arm analytically uh, a decade ago. But uh, let's start with the first question first. Assuming Cruz goes 1-1, do you think there's any chance the Nats wouldn't take Skeens? And similarly, do you think there's a, should they consider not taking him and going with like Wyatt Lankford, who has hit a couple of missiles, including a huge late inning home run in this College World Series this weekend as well? I don't think there's any chance. I think they're pretty set on taking one of the LSU guys, whichever one the Pirates don't take. And, you know, if Cruz goes one, I think Skeens is the picket too. And you look at it, this is a team that when they've been at their best, they're built through the starting pitching and they would have a chance to roll out a rotation in a couple of years of Skeens, Gore, Gray, Cavalli, Henry maybe, or Rutledge, or maybe they sign someone. And that could be your, your, your cornerstone of your franchise right there is the starting pitching. That could be your foundation having those guys and getting a guy like Skeens allows some of these guys to lower some of the expectations, right? Like right now with Gore in the organization and no one really ahead of him in terms of being an ace, you kind of want him to be a one or at least a two. Same thing with Gray. You kind of bump him up a spot. You bring in Skeens, it allows those guys to relax a little bit. If Gore doesn't ever become the true number one, but he settles into a number two, it's fine. If Gray doesn't become a number two or a number three settles in as a four, it's probably okay. If Cavalli is just a back end of the rotation guy, it's fine because you've got Paul Skeens and then you can go sign a guy to fill out the rotation. So if it's just a pick between him or anyone else and not Cruz, I don't think there's any chance they don't take Skeens. Yeah, I think they're going to take Skeens. I'm very, very confident in that. I just think they're, to your point, they're a pitching model organization, right? I mean, as long as Rizzo and assuming... You know, Rizzo and, and this group is running this organization. They're going to take great starting pitching when they get a chance to. And this is unique. I mean, I, I am a bat over arm guy, so I guess you could say I disagree with maybe their, their general philosophy at the top of the board a little bit. And even I would take Skeens at this point over Langford. It's it's just it's too special, right? It, it, you don't get chances at guys like this very often. And while I think Langford's the real deal, and I love the power, and I think he's going to be a stud, I think there are guys like him in the draft most years. That's just not the case with Paul Skeen. So first question answered for both of us, I guess, is if he's there, they take him. Uh, I'm really confident in that. I, I would take him. It sounds like you would as well. So what about the second question then? Do you think there's any chance that the Pirates, who are a little bit different than the Nats, I don't like using the word analytics to say bat over arm because it's not that simple, but I think they're more kind of model-minded. Uh, Cruz, to me, is still the better prospect, um, not necessarily because there's any issues with schemes. It's just the the when you bake in, do you remember the movie Along Came Polly? I've never seen that, no. You've never seen Along Came Polly with uh, uh, Ben Stiller and uh, – um, He's play, he plays a guy named Ruben Pfeffer. So uh, essentially the, the movie is he's a risk management like uh, analyst. 
So he looks at every situation and he tells you, what is the chance that this is bad? So you're sitting next to him at a bar and he's like, Toby, don't eat those nuts in that bowl. 42 people have touched that bowl and, and uh, they've had this many germs. And now there's an 11% chance you'll get sick this week. So anyway, I bring that up to say, when you use the Ruben Pfeffer, uh, along came Polly like algorithm, and you say, well, Skeens gets hurt, it's going to be you know possible TJ, whereas if Cruz gets hurt, maybe it's only for a month with an oblique or whatever. I think he's the better prospect when you, you crunch all those numbers. He plays up the middle. He's going to stay in center field for me. He's going to hit for average and power. So if I was the Pirates, I would take Dylan Cruz. I think if 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 they were to take Skeens, I would do – I can't do a cartwheel, but I would do a, a cartwheel if I was a Nats fan to get Dylan Cruz. But I just wonder what would have to happen or if it is possible. Like Skeens is becoming such a sensation. He's becoming a celebrity. And that kind of matters for a market like that a little bit. Is there anything that could lead to them maybe heavily considering taking him one overall? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Well, you're a little bit more versed in the prospects in the draft than I am. What is the ceiling for a guy like Cruz as a, opposed to a ceiling like Skeens? Because if you look at Skeens, and I think someone laid it out on Nat's Twitter very well, looking at Skeens, that's a guy that has a ceiling of potentially being a top five player in all of baseball, not just pitcher, but like a top five player. Does Cruz have that same type of ceiling? He might be the safer prospect. I think this is the classic you know, lower ceiling, higher floor. You know what you're going to get with a guy like Cruz. And there's, you, you know what you're going to get with Skeens for the most part, but there is that injury risk. Who has the higher ceiling? Is it Skeens? Yes, probably. Skeens, to me, has a chance to win Cy Young Awards, right? Mm -hmm. I don't think Cruz profiles as a guy who's going to win MVP awards, if that's what you're asking. Now, here's the difference, though. Dylan Cruz is going to stay in center field. So there is really just an inherent debate in what's more valuable, a really good center fielder or an ace starting pitcher. And I know that you got to determine, well, how good is the ace and how good is the center fielder? But I think that's an instructive exercise. Like a number one starter is probably as valuable as a terrific center fielder. Like that's a legit conversation. The center fielder is going to give you especially a guy hitting toward the top of your order. I think he probably hits like second when it's all set and done. You know, a two-hitting center fielder type who gets on base, hits for average, and might hit 17 to 20 home runs and play pretty solid to good defense. Is that as valuable as a, as a number one starter? Yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Like, pick a really good center fielder in baseball right now who, who makes an all-star team. Um, so 
I think therein lies the conversation. Like, I know a good center fielder is more valuable than a number three starter, number four starter. Is he more valuable than a number two starter? Yeah, I would say so. When you get to ace versus stellar center fielder, maybe now you've got a true conversation. But now you need schemes to have to be an ace. Like, if he uh, – see, remember Strasburg used to throw 100. Uh, at some point in his career, he was kind of 94 to 96. And I'm not saying he wasn't exceptional. He was. But, like, if Skeens becomes a, a second starter type, which I don't see. I think he's going to be better than that. And, and Cruz is an all-star center fielder. Now, all of a sudden, you, his ceiling's still higher. But I guess it's a long-winded way of saying, to me, if both of them max out, I'd rather have Skeens. Because Skeens is Verlander. Or Skeens is, you know, the, the best pitcher in the league a couple times. It, the risk is just so great, and there's yeah. very little risk in terms of injury and, frankly, even skill, I'd say, with Dylan Cruz. Well, and, you know, going back to our original question, would the Pirates ever consider that? That would be it right there. If they look at it and say, we're drafting Justin Verlander, number one overall, and we can keep this guy for a little while. We might not be able to pay him down the road, but we can have an ace on our organization in a team that really is – been a lot better than people expected this season so maybe they look at it and say if we can get this guy up in the bigs in a couple of years and we're still playing good baseball maybe we can have our ace spend a little more money on starting pitching and we can compete I think that would be the route for the Pirates to consider going with Skeens at one overall is if they look at it and say this guy's ceiling is just too high we can maybe find another outfielder you know we have Brian Reynolds secured for a little while Let's try and get this ace and let's move up, you know, take Skeens here and secure having that number one pitcher. 